Welcome to the Land Cave. We're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hi! We're here talking gaming news, nerd news, all kinds of fun stuff. So you should like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitters. If you want to watch us live, we're on Facebook every single win Thursday. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're Wednesday this week. We're on Wednesdays this week. My bad. I, said, nah. I literally said last week that we're moving <laughs> to Thursdays, and then the very next week we're on Wednesday. So. Yeah, well, it, it happens. It happens. So we it, it's usually on Thursdays. It did move to a permanent spot uh, on Thursday. But uh, you can check us out. We're on at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, uh, hanging out and talking nerd stuff so you can hang out with us. Uh, we love our podcast listeners, so you guys need to follow us and, and uh, like, you know, Follow us on Facebook and Twitter so we know you're out there because you guys are listening and we love you. Yeah. And joining the conversation a little bit, I, I, uh, I posted this week where I wanted to let you guys know that in games that I'm going to be reviewing in 2020, I hope to do like little short, like nothing long. I know that there's a lot of long reviews out there and that's just not me. So uh, after conferring with uh, some of our main listeners, they said they want little bit of bulleted and then you know maybe just a couple of overall thoughts on games so i'm hoping to do that on every single game that i finish and if i don't finish it maybe i'll just offer like a couple of key points and i'll be sharing those uh soon i don't know what the first game of the year is going to be right now i'm thinking i might re-review battlefront because i've been mm. playing that a lot it might be kakarot uh with dragon ball z uh we shall see I'm I'm still waiting for more reviews of that. Um, yeah, but it it looks it looks great. I just want to see more reviews to see what people no, think yeah. and for actually sure. see like how that gameplay translates because it it I don't know if it's very cuts a very uh, quick time eventy when it comes to that kind of there's kind of uh, situations where you're flying in the air and stuff. But yeah. either way, I think it's gonna be fun. Well, yeah. one guy one guy mentioned that he wanted to see more retrospective stuff because and, it, and I get it because not only you know do you miss some of the games in the past, but also if we're playing some of the older games, they're probably mm -hmm. cheaper uh, too. So for example, I'm playing Battlefront right now. Uh, and if I say so, uh, if I write down some things about it, it's actually mm -hmm. on sale right now, and it's also available on EA Access. Uh, so um, I'll be trying to get to that. I, I have a plan, like halfway through the year, maybe around when Ghost of Tsushima comes out mm -hmm. or afterwards, to kind of do some of the kind of close out the PS4. So I'm planning to play Horizon sometime this summer, uh, and maybe look for any other PS4 jewels that I've missed, um, and kind of give uh the ps4 a nice swan song as we get ready for ps5 yeah yeah it's it's a fun time and an interesting time and kind of weird time to be when we transition we've loved our uh, our consoles this generation so it's a it's an interesting time to be in but um i'm playing or actually trading off with whitney but we're playing red dead redemption 2 uh i i say again she's continuing her character and we're kind of trading off as we play and i just absolutely love the storyline in these uh in in this game and the previous um, did you ever finish it before i didn't finish it no oh. no i didn't finish it and she's she's now further along than me um we just uh, and she she loves all the side missions so you know it's gonna take a while but like we just uh i don't know if you did the one with the uh the lady who wrestles uh uh animals mm -hmm. yeah so we did we just did that one and the hilarity in, ensuing in that was was something that's just so rock star so i'm, I'm loving it i'm loving it you know older game but old are you playing good cowboy bad cowboy <sighs> we're playing mostly good 
um, mostly good, but at the same time we are reserved because uh, we kind of anticipate a pessimist, good, good, good cowboy. Like he, he, he wants to see the good in people, but uh, he expects everybody to just screw him over. Yeah. Honestly, I hated every single time my cowboy hat moves the negative direction because I tried so hard, and there, there would be times where the 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 trigger would just get itchy. Like I would be helping some guy out, and then all of a sudden I would shoot him in the face. And, <laughs> and I carried uh, I carried strong pistols, and then mm-hmm. also sometimes I carried the double sawed-off shotgun as yeah. a, as a pistol. And both of those are it was pretty much just like if I accidentally shot him, he died. It's over. And yeah. or if I accidentally shot him, he was about to run off and tell somebody. So I would have to kill him, and then I would pick him up and throw him in a like a brush somewhere so sure. he wouldn't be found. Sure. It's, yeah, it's what you do. I'm doing that in Metal Gear, and I'm doing it in Red Dead Redemption. Same thing, because I don't yeah. want people. Except she has to. She's she's paying off so many bounties. It's like crazy. Um, I don't remember having to pay off that many bounties. But oh, oh really? Well. Oh well, yeah. Like as often. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I had a good time with Red Dead when I when I, I'll never play it again. But I put my 90 hours into it when it launched, and I was surprised that I finished it after. I was I guess I'm not surprised that I finished, but, but like it definitely is a slow burn of a game, yeah. and I played it every day until you know I got through it. Like sometimes into the wee hours of the morning. So yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I saw you were also watching Games Done Quick. Yeah, so I'm not playing any games this week. I I don't really spend um, a lot of time during GDQ week, and it's just because GDQ is so fun. Yeah, um, and if. Uh, I'll actually share it onto the Landcape page because I shared it on my personal page. But, like, for example, uh, last night there was a uh, blindfolded two-person, one-controller punch-out yeah. uh, speed run. And so for those who don't know what GDQ is, it is Games Done Quick, which is like a seven-day, uh, 24 hours a day uh, marathon for uh two different charities the charity in the winter time is uh the prevent cancer foundation mm-hmm. um they're just trying to earn money for charity and they do it by having people showcase speedrun games and for those who play video games but maybe don't know anything about speedruns because there's a very weird conception about speedruns that if you initially think about it you're like why would you want not want to enjoy the game um that's a lot of comments that i see it's a completely different skill set um they break games they route games um to to you know to get the most optimal time uh and so it's a really fun time and it's a really way to see like a very large amount of games as opposed to where if you just find individual speedrunners, mm-hmm. they generally only speed run a few games whereas this is like a big variety like uh today they did the sega block so it was a sega genesis block all these different sega genesis games um deep cuts think, too deep yeah. cuts yeah yeah uh i think I'm trying to think of one that I saw. So uh, I saw like, the Legend of the uh, of the Mystical Ninja. Yeah, I'd never played that. Chameleon Twist Two. Um, I don't think that was on uh, Genesis, but either way. Like, no, yeah, no. They just have different. They have a bad games block where they only play like games that are thought to be terrible. Um, they have a they'll have like a Sonic block, a Mario block, those kind of a Zelda yeah. block. All your all your heavy hitters too. But they there's definitely like Patrick mentioned some deep cuts. So. It's just a thing I look forward to every year, and I also don't generally play any games that week because I'm too busy watching. It's literally on my TV in my living room right now. Nice. Um, but, you know, if you're watching us instead, we appreciate it. But, you know, you can go check it out uh, yeah. if you uh, – uh, it's live until uh, Saturday. So. Yeah. 
Well, let me ask you something. We were talking about older games. Did you? Yeah. Well, it's not old, old. Sure. It's something people may have passed. Maybe they should have skipped. Did you ever play Anthem? I can't remember if you did. No. You didn't. So I was going to, and my wife even likes to remind me, like, you said you were going to buy this game. And then I heard how incomplete it was and refused to buy it. Yeah, and... And so, essentially, EA and and Bioware in their uh, in their partnership are essentially double da- doubling down, as it were, on Anthem, doing a complete overhaul on what they refer to leaks were saying the core issues of the game and everything. It yeah. essentially essentially amounts to, and I'm, I'm not trying to steal from Forbes here in the article that that, uh, that they put out, mm-hmm. but they were basically alluding to. Uh, they could be the next No Man's Sky in regards to a horrible launch and actually decent game that people can come back to. Um, and I think that's the thing No Man's Sky is going to be known for is the is it just a crappy launch that somehow works out in the long run. Um, I think that more people could come into Anthem because I, I enjoyed what I played of it. It was just so repetitive. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go other than... Or you could go places, but it didn't feel as open world as it should have. So I, I'm, I may go back. I don't know if you want to try it out. I mean, if they if they redo it, it could be like again, I'm all about re- a good redemption story. Yeah. Like I, I I like I said, I've been playing Battlefront two and I'm loving the crap out of it. Yeah. and it had a terrible launch, and two years later, it's doing great. No Man's Sky, I bought it to go back to it. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't ever actually gotten back to it yet. Uh, Anthem, for what a lot of people don't realize about Anthem, Anthem is the number 10 selling game in 2019. That's so amazing. Even though a bunch of copies have now probably found their way back to GameStop, there's a bunch of people who bought this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've even heard there's a lot of people who, like you mentioned, like the gameplay and stuff is good. It looks good. It's just, mm-hmm. it was quick. Like, it, there wasn't depth. There was no, it, it was meant to be an MMO, and they didn't design yeah. it well enough to hold up to MMO standards. And I'd say, as an MMO, this game still has better controls than most MMOs. So if they can flesh out the story and flesh out the world, uh, I think it could be pretty good. I did. I have not sold my copy. I still have my copy, and now I probably will hold on to it to check it out when uh, when they launch their giant patches of whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. and even like in Stephen in the chat said that it was a lot of fun, uh, but he just didn't have any desire to continue playing. And, yeah, and I, I've heard that quite a bit and so if there is something that they do if they launch a 2.0 like no man's sky did or like do uh uh, it could be something gradual like battlefront did because that was definitely like a slow burn they fixed the loot box thing right away but the content kind of came in drips over the year i'm willing to give it a shot especially because uh, I, I won't pay full price for it on uh, digital but like i said you could probably go find a copy for relatively cheap Um, yeah in the in the coming months as long as gamestop is still open that is Ooh, yeah that's been you know talk about that's just talk about somebody else eating. who needs a redemption story yeah yeah i mean i've got so i have a i have a gamestop in my in my mall and i have yeah. um i have a think geek and the think geek has people all the time the gamestop every now and then mm. but the 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 employees and their attitude and some of it may be desperation because if i walk into the GameStop, it is like desperation of please grab something please let me help you You want a shirt yeah you want yeah all they they gotta tell me socks yeah they're hard selling me on all these things and if i go to think geek some of the products are the same but the majority of think geek has like obviously more uh i i don't want GameStop to become think geek 
I want GameStop to become its own thing. But the game, but the two companies owned by the same, uh, the same, sorry, parent company. It's just crazy how different they operate. Um, and one of them is making a lot of money. You know, I heard um, an interesting thing on how Amazon's going to be trying to open some storefronts for some reason, mm-hmm. like kind of like a showcase room. Now, imagine if somebody big, or even GameStop could do it, but like, imagine like an Amazon bought GameStop and just used them as a video game showroom or something. Um, something like that would be cool. Or there's some concept things that GameStop have talked about doing where they want to become bigger in their community yeah. and start trying to do community-driven things. Um I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully they're still around. Hopefully, you know, I want nothing but good things for Bioware yeah. because I want, I want Dragon Age, I want more uh, Bioshock down the line. They can leave that one like dormant for a little while, yeah. but like we need Dragon Age for for sure. Yeah, that we, needs oh, yeah. to happen. <laughs> that that's gonna be PS5. Don't worry, uh, I think it's gonna happen. Um, now that you think you mentioning Amazon buying out GameStop, it just occurred to me, well, how cool would it be if they did that? And your attitude in the GameStop was, was that of a community and that they didn't care about upselling or selling you anything. And then yeah. when they say, oh, do you want to pre-order it? And they're like, you can have it shipped to your house. It's Amazon. Just ship it ships to your house. It gets their day of the day of release. Do it would be insane. Prime will give you, you know. Yeah, you, here's you your prime start. discount. You can start, or in like, in if you're not, if you don't need it day, day and date, like they could do those things where they'll give you like a couple dollars in the Amazon dollar, but, you know, that thing yeah. where they said if you don't need it right away. Yeah, I dude, I, I get those every, every now and then because I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll wait a little bit and I get a little five dollar yeah. voucher or whatever it is because it saves them on shipping. Imagine you have in store currency instead of that, so you just yeah. come back in and buy some games. Yeah, that'd be dope. I, I, I would totally shop there. Totally yeah. shop there. Uh, yeah, like I don't already shop at Amazon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to an Amazon showcase store. Everyone's like, why would you do that? But like, yeah, I mean, I think the majority of the stores that they're going to launch, though, it's going to be about their um, their Amazon basics. So yeah. it's essentially Amazon's Walmart kind of kind of store. We're going to do it in uh, North Texas. So the next yeah. time you drop by, if they're what open I heard. by then. Yeah, I'll drop by if, if they are. I'd heard that was where they were where they were mm-hmm. scoping, and I got no problem with that. Uh, it'd be interesting if it showed up in Willow Bend. Um, for yes. some, they're they're doing a lot of renovation there, and I think that's a good spot. They're, for it. they're putting a movie theater in that yeah. mall, even which is which is nuts after like twenty something years. Upscale, upscale movie theater. This is Willow Bend Mall in Plano, Texas, by the way. Um, which it's always been upscale anyways, but yeah. ups, a very nice upscale movie theater. Uh, they renovated where the old, the Starbucks that I used to work at w- uh, was, and there's now like a bunch of restaurants and stuff. So it's kind of cool. You can also now like walk around the, uh, they, they put a thing where you can walk around with alcohol in the mall. Ooh. Well, there so you, you can go. like drink wine while you shop. Well, there you go. That's that is so Willow Bend. Yeah, <laughs> that is so Willow Bend. I'm down. It. That got me it. to be interested. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm interested in is a switch pro if we ever get it if we ever get it i threw this on there and like literally another article came out yep. last week and i was yep. like someday me and patrick yep. will stop talking about the switch pro and we'll actually either have one or like the switch 2 will be out but yet another mm-hmm. rumor has come out and said the switch pro is real and that it will be here by the middle of 2020 beating out the next gen consoles yeah. because this would be a next gen switch and uh, i'm i i'd probably buy it i don't even think it'd be an, i don't think it'd be a next gen well switch, i what well, i'm saying what i would consider it next gen unless unless nintendo just ignores the idea of generations and just does their own thing 
That which is probably like gonna happen. To me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, true. look at look at like when the advance came along, and the advance mm-hmm. could play Game Boy Color, Game Boy. They could play everything, and then like for a while, the DS, the original DS, I believe, could play advance cartridges. I can't remember. I know that the whole like the DS, um, like I had a 3D, uh, 3DS, yeah. and I could play DS and DS, like like whatever. Yeah. Um, I would love, I would love for that backwards compatibility to be in here. Um, also, I'd, uh, that'd be tough. It'd be, it'd be amazing. I mean, they're never gonna do it, but no. that would be so dope. That would be no. so crazy. What honestly, the the reason why they're not gonna do it is like they they tried to do the new 3DS and people bought them. And there, I believe, don't quote me on this, somebody can correct me if they want, I think there was all of three exclusive games where you had to have the quote-unquote new 3DS um, to play them. Just three. And then the rest of it was just you got a bigger screen and stuff out of it. Um, So I don't want any exclusivity with a Switch Pro. I just want... um, games to run like natively 720 and with solid frame rates like if you look at a game like the witcher uh like a game that big chugs and it barely hits 540 and a lot of times it it's it's below that so i just want something that has more power uh so where you're not alienating the old switch people but like people like me who uh, are willing to give you their money again and i will probably keep my other switch and be like here you go, wife. You play like one game a year. You can still have this one, and then I will have my, you know, good Switch Pro with a good battery, with a you know a decently sized hard drive. Sure. Those those are just the little things that I want. Yeah. So you're saying you want more power. Yeah. And you don't want to alienate. Sounds like you need a UFO. I do need a <laughs> UFO, dude. Okay, I saw this and I'm like, you know this what? This thing is dope. To be able to play PC games on uh on the go like this would be insane insane to be able to do that would be i mean we're essentially i I was trying to explain this to somebody who doesn't has not gamed in a long time and i was explaining like the idea of you know like steam a steam box where the idea of a steam box was just to play steam so imagine that but in a handheld and being able to be able to play these games on the go like you're saying witcher if i could play witcher on the go with decent graphics where it's not having that much of a problem. The only problem is this thing is going to be astronomical in price, I think. And it's going to be hot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're going to cool that. <laughs> they, I, I saw somebody who was holding the concept and it is definitely bigger than the switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but uh, it's, and again, this is only a concept. This is Alienware's thing, and they're saying they're they're not sending it to retail yet. They're looking for feedback. They're saying like, "Hey, would you buy this?" And I was trying to think about the price point. Like, what would I be willing to pay mm-hmm. to get this? Uh, and I was looking at like a grand. Yeah, I, I think that the amount that that we would want to pay for it for what would be reasonable hardware, um, something that. Because you you have to hit that sweet spot of uh, what's reasonable for a consumer to purchase this, where we can still have decent graphics. It's obviously has to have a touchscreen and all of that involved as well. Um, so my feel like a thousand dollars is probably the sweet spot, and a lot of console gamers and other people will probably be upset about that. But for PCs, that's not bad at all. That's not not bad at all. Like considering a lot of PC gamers are spending two or three grand on their rig. Um, 
I saw a lot of people saying, oh, this could be like a secondary rig for some people. Uh, I could see that, or for someone who wants to be able to play PC games and has a bunch of PC games in their library that they want to be able to take on the go, because that depth of, uh, of games, the depth of uh, that library is insane. Um, if they could hit if they could hit six hundred dollars, it would be an insane deal. I don't think they'll be able to do it though. No, 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 no. it's never going to be that cheap. And like even Stephen yeah. again mentioned in the chat, you might have to sell a kidney. Like if a you could bit. hit a, if you can hit a thousand dollars, I think a thousand dollars is perfectly reasonable for a gaming PC that is better than a laptop because of its um, detachable controllers and the fact that not only can, does it have the detachable sided controllers just like the Switch, but it would also have uh either from what i could tell i think it was bluetooth so mm -hmm. like bluetooth capability for keyboard mouse so you, it also has uh the if you look at the back there's a very hefty mm -hmm. uh kickstand for you to be able to prop it so you can you know be on the go and still be able to play keyboard and mouse if you want to if you can play steam if you can play epic game launcher mm -hmm. if you can play blizzard like if you could play all of these and they all you know function and get you this this game library that you've had going since 2002 uh yeah i'll pay a thousand dollars i would i'll easily drop a thousand dollars but once you start getting above that it's really hard for me to justify mm -hmm. that when i could buy two consoles for that probably or we'll see what the the series x and the ps5 cost but like uh, you know and i already have a switch that's a mm -hmm. handheld system but just an on-the-go PC that is handheld is awesome. I literally, like, I sent this to Patrick, like, right away. Like, within mm -hmm. seconds of seeing this, I was like, <laughs> uh, you need to see this bad mm -hmm. boy. Because mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know, CES, um, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show, is going on this week. And so that's where people show off their cool tech. There was, like, a really cool Elgato card that... Uh, I want to show uh, Patrick at some point as well where it has onboard recording so you don't have to uh, have it plugged into your That's PC cool. to record really gameplay. Cool. So since we want to talk more about uh, having ga our own gameplay videos for the show, it's something that, depending on the cost, I'm going to look into. But this PC was just awesome. Yeah. So cool. I hope it becomes a thing, and I hope Alienware, which is the problem, I hope that Alienware can be like put some kind of reasonable thing into it. It doesn't need to be like anything above a 1080p mm -hmm. screen. You can even make it a 720p screen, like make it reasonable yeah. and somehow make it not burn my face off with how hot the, the console's gonna get. Yeah, people talk about needing that 4K or whatever. At that size of a screen, you don't need it. Mm -mm. At that size of a screen, 720 is fine. And it, it's only when you get to, I think it's over like 26 or, or 32 inches where you can really see, start to see the difference. Maybe it's 22 uh, for 720 to 1080. Um, but yeah, for uh, like, I've got an 11 inch uh, um, uh, Chromebook and yeah. it's, like it's, I'm loving it, man. The, like I've, I'm doing it for everything except for video, except for the, the show. Um, and I'm trying to figure ways to do like video editing and that kind of stuff on there. So that way I can do it on the go. Um, I'm loving it though. Like I do everything on that now, other than my job. And even then, even work-wise, I was like, could I do this on a Chromebook? Um, I don't think I can though. There's too much memory used, but for what I do. Did you, get the, did you get the Google one or did you get a different brand? I, I had a different brand. I got a Samsung. Okay. Um, the, the Google one was good. It was just a lot pricier. It's it like definitely six, premium. It's like six or seven hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I got this one. It's actually right next to me. Um, I also like it because it's nice and it's nice and yeah. like, you know, 
Sleek. Chromey, yeah. So Whitney yeah. got a Whitney got a white one. I was gonna get white, a white one for me as well, but um, then I found this thing on sale, and it has a built-in stylus, which comes out like this. Oh, and cool! I, I find that ridiculously convenient because I like having a stylus. I don't want to have it as an as a separate thing in my bag. I want to be able to just grab this and take it wherever I am. So, yeah. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did, is it like for drawing programs or is it just like another mouse? Um, it's, I mean, I, I think you use it for, I've used it for like their note taking stuff. So I'm assuming you can oh, use okay. it, you can use it as for drawing. Um, the pressure sensitivity obviously is not as good as like Wacom tablets or anything like that, but for sure. real quick jotting down notes or, or sketching something out, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. one, one thing that they did talk about at CES, CES that I didn't have on here, um, mm -hmm. that I thought was interesting because we keep talking about like the future of VR and we've right. been saying like AR, I think is, is is a bigger thing than people realize. See that shoe? I didn't see the shoe. What shoe? The, this AR shoe where like somebody was showing like uh, it was like a Nike, you know, like a, a, a really nice shoe and it's just sitting on top of the desk. Yeah. It, but it's not sitting on top of it. It's AR. Oh, okay. And like they were like going around it like the shoe yeah. wasn't moving. Okay, and, yeah. Like the depth of the, the AR was like showing the shoe all around the That's desk. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing, and it, it's getting to the point where it's obviously it's not it's it doesn't look like 100% real life, but it's so crazy close. Um, but I did watch uh, or I did listen to uh, some people talking about uh, I think it was Delta that was doing it, where they were talking about if you could have an AR uh, type of system where you essentially scan your boarding pass and then all of the signage in an airport that has to deal with with flights deals with your flight and nobody mm. else's so you don't have to scan uh it also has language translation and embedded as well which google uh does a really good job of as well so i'm yeah. thinking you could go to japan and tr and read their uh obviously reading signs and be able to translate it be amazing but uh, being able to see flight information, having it connected uh, just to yours, not having to filter that information is really cool. Being able to filter out white noise is the big thing that I'm excited about when it comes to AR. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I, just the only thing is, it's just when it's just like VR, where VR was like there for like a long time, and then only in the last few years, like o Oculus and uh, like PS4, have they mm -hmm. made it to like a consumer price point? Yeah. So when does AR? Like I saw uh, Microsoft's awesome one, and it was like three Gs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it needs to be at a consumer price point. It needs to be at that consumer price point um, where we can all adopt in on something, uh, at least a similar format. At least a, maybe in the back end, the API will be the same. Uh, for those who are um, who are gamers, as most of our shows, I don't know why I even said that. Like the idea of like crossplay with whatever VR system that you get, whatever AR system that you get, needs to be needs to have that kind of functionality where no matter what I'm trying to interact with, it's going to work. It's going to get the feedback AR wise, so I can have my choice of going Samsung or HTC or whatever we're gonna do. That AR needs to be compatible across the board for it to work. Because then you have a choice like a cell phone. You have a choice of, of your price point and your functionality, but everyone gets the the, the same stuff AR-wise. Yeah. I feel like that's what Steam's doing with VR-wise, where mm -hmm. they're with Half-Life Alex and, and so on, because Steam has its own 
VR operating system, and those who don't know, Oculus also has its own operating mm-hmm. system. Like they each have their own, and then obviously PlayStation's its own thing because it exists on the PS4. So that operates completely differently. But with Half-Life Alex, they are not limiting it to. I believe they mainly support the Vive. Mm-hmm. I could be uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. I think they. I think Steam is mainly about the Vive, but for Half-Life Alex and and so on they're saying like you can play this on oculus no problem um and i don't know if that's the first time that they've really like made it very clear like hey we're just trying to make steam vr a thing and mm-hmm. we're allowing you to use your headset of choice but there it with with the coming out of with half-life alex and it hopefully being the uh, the turnaround that everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's going to be um they're making that very clear that these are the systems it supports it's not ju- you you're not just like uh handcuffed to buying just the vibe it even works yeah. on the oculus quest mm-hmm. which is the completely computer free one but it needs they made like a link or something that gives the quest a little bit more power from your computer or something like that um but the fact that it's even going to run on that is cool to me yeah so they that that needs to be you're absolutely right and just like with the uh, we'll relate this back to console gaming mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. Microsoft's working on xCloud, and they got Sony to be like, yeah, we're interested in, in working with xCloud. Like, that's that's big. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a partnership. This, this is bigger than your individual brand. Mm-hmm. And your brand being part of that ecosystem is does not have to mean your brand is said ecosystem. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting world that we live in where we're blurring those lines. Yeah. But speaking of PlayStation and Xbox, by the way, PlayStation knocking out those numbers. Yeah. Holy crap. So some of the ones I wanted to, I, I thought was it was interesting as I rattled them off real quick. The 106 million systems sold with 103 million active users. So the fact that it's nowhere near a dying console, uh, you know, console at all. But then the this is what I love. The 1.15 billion games sold. The attachment rate on this system is over 10 games per household. That's yeah. that's a huge success. People don't realize how big of a success that is. We're gamers and buy a lot of games, but there's a lot of gamers who buy a handful every now and then. So I did a little research just for funsies, and you know, obviously this was just like a beginning of the generation uh, prediction. Yeah. But back when PS4 and Xbox One came out, there was uh, a prediction that the attach rate for PS4 and Xbox One was going to be three games. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, just for the just for anybody like it could be any ten games, but just imagine that they're sixty dollars games. So that means that people are buying a PS4 and then they're spending uh, around on average six hundred mm-hmm. extra dollars yes. on that on that console. And we're not even counting peripherals like controllers and stuff. The other one that is huge, uh, even though Oculus is closing the gap now that mm-hmm. Quest is out, is that PlayStation VR with five million units is the highest selling VR yeah. of all time um and you know you'd be like five million well they just got 103 million but again we're talking the highest selling vr so Mm -hmm. oculus has been around for a while vive has been around for a while none of them have pushed out five million units but psvr uh has Mm -hmm. uh and just like you mentioned 103 active like (laughs) active dude we're talking like I understand that they're not all playstation plus he said 38 million which is still nothing to snuff at we're Mm talking like that's a third Mm-hmm. A third of your people are paying that, uh, I think it's now 60, I think it's over $60 a year now. I, yeah. I always buy it on discount during Black Friday, but 
I think mine's extended out to like 2021. Um, <laughs> just because every time I see one that's like 45 bucks, I'm like, yep, I'll just do it. Um, which I suggest people doing the same, especially if they see a Game Pass deal as well. Like I know a buddy of mine who did some kind of deal where he wound up with uh, uh, he has Game Pass until the end of 2021 and it averaged out to $3 a month. That okay, that's crazy. Yeah, That is crazy. That's a crazy good deal. I would buy that. I would yeah. totally buy that. So watch out because those prices, mm -hmm. I only see them going up. I see Game Pass going up. I don't know how they... I know that the idea behind it is is more people buy in. Um, they also see an in increase in individual game sales because people like want to throw developers the extra money which i get um i just i don't see if it gets bigger i don't see how they don't bump that to like 15 dollars a month so if you have a way of securing your you know next year or so especially if you're planning on buying the the series x mm -hmm. i do suggest doing it i suggest doing the same with playstation because i think that um if they improve playstation now mm -hmm. uh, i think that if playstation plus um gets better especially as they swan song the PS4 and there's backwards compatibility, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more um, great PS4 games come mm -hmm. onto the PS Plus. So, you know, secure those prices. Yeah. And we actually didn't get to talk about this. We did post it. This is why you got to watch, you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Uh, PlayStation 5 official logo. And it's exactly what I expected. It's all we got. That is all we got. But it's exactly what we expected out of PlayStation Five. It is. It is Sony. It is so Japanese. And we love how. I love how how regimented it was. Like this next one is PS Five, and it's logical, and I love it, and it's beautiful. Yeah. The 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 best thing was like the in the again the I hated this conference. I was mad. Yeah, me too. I was a little salty about it because they said the the future is coming. And they might have talked about the future of some other stuff, but, like, they literally, like, bragged on the PS4, rightfully so. They were like, hey, we had a great generation, and we're not stopping. Like, 2020 is a good year for PS4. It's not over at all. Like, there's a ton of good stuff coming to PS4 this year. But at the same time, and they were like, and it's going to extend into PS5. And they did, like, played music and stuff. And then they were like, look at our PS5 logo. And it's like, <laughs> all right, thanks. And, like, Here's, yeah. Now I think I don't think that this is gonna uh, gonna be in PS2 territory, but how long do you think there will continue to be new games and, uh, and maybe not necessarily think new versions? I think the PS4 Slim has really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. But how long do you think that that will continue to be a relevant console? Because I, I I'm oh, thinking wow. two, two and a half to three least. years. That's what I was thinking. Two and a half to three years. I was gonna say two to three, Absolutely. but I'm like two's on the really low end. PS4 is so good that after the PlayStation 5 comes out, people are going to just hang on to their PlayStation 4s if they don't have I the am. money to... Yeah, if they don't have the money, or it'll become their secondary console. Yeah. But you'll it's have going, so many people. It's going to become my streaming console. I don't have a... I, I, my goal at some point in the next year or two as my as my kid gets a little older mm -hmm. and, I, and there's a little bit more flexibility there, I want to build out um, the, Land Caves, the Land Caves Facebook gaming channel mm -hmm. and be able to play some more games, hang out with you guys more often during the week, you know, whenever you, you want to check in. So the PS4 is going to become that console because I have a big enough backlog to where we're going to be able to play that kind of stuff. And people are going to make games, especially with backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. That The PS4 is not going anywhere. There's 110 million of them out there. Look at things like um, the Switch and the Xbox. Like, there's 
probably around 50 or 60 million uh xbox and stuff out there like imagine you now add another 50 onto that and that's how many ps4s are yeah. the system's not going over people are still making games for the vita for crying out loud they're very few <laughs> it's like one game a month but like that's a dead console this console yeah. is very much alive and well and the price point on the ps5 it's probably going to be 500 plus dollars so it not every parent is going to be willing to be like yeah we'll get you a ps5 i bet th- i bet i bet even next year with like black friday and christmas um yeah. i mean this year i bet black friday and christmas is going to be big for ps4 sales and maybe they sure. push it up to you know 115 120. yeah no I, I i agree with that um as you were as you were talking about like what was i gonna say um crap i lost my train of thought i was you were talking about playstation and i had a really cool thing to say and then i forgot what it was uh, that's talking about streaming to Facebook, talking about... Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. You were you were saying that Vita still gets a game a month? Yeah. I don't consider that relevant because people are still making games for the Sega Dreamcast. Interesting. I'm, I know, but it's, it's a favorite console for a lot of people. It's a cult classic, and there are people putting out sega dreamcast games like two or three came out last year i did find out that you there's a like free game boy game maker that you can use online Mm. and you can flash a game boy cart if you have a flashable cart and really we're talking about original game boy games uh one of the uh other podcasts that i listen to gaming Mm -hmm. related he made uh for fun he made a game boy game and showed it on uh twitch it was uh, cool it was fun and like legit and like then uh, people started sending in pictures where they took the uh, the file and flashed their cart and showed it on a little Game Boy. On a legit Game Boy, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I know that there are uh, like I, I'm uh, the flash in the cart. I'm assuming that they have some type of special cart that adds like an SD card or something to it. Because yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, because I've seen that with uh, NES and SNES. Um, and I'm yeah. tempted. I'm tempted. Sixty four has one too. Yeah, I'm tempted to like kind of create a. Uh, like add some of those to my collection to be able to play on or either original or um, updated, but legitimate boards, legitimate hardware. Um, Cause it's, it's still better than the, the classics that we got. Well, and also like uh, a thing that's become big that I've seen specifically on 64. I bet it exists on, on uh, super Nintendo and stuff too. But like, for example, Ocarina of Time, there have become now modded versions of Ocarina of Time that create entirely new games using the game's engine and using the games like uh, sprites and all that stuff. Yeah. And they've created new Zelda games that oh, that's cool. you put on to your Flash 64 <laughs> cart and are able to play on your 64. And uh, uh, it's just crazy what people are still doing with you know 30-year-old technology. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that that's more appealing to me than in the, uh, uh, the Link's Awakening Dungeon Maker. Like, I thought that was going to be, I don't know, like... I had higher hopes for that, but like I feel like I would totally like download and play. Now I kind of want to download and play some some Ocarina mashups. Have you played? Uh, have you played the randomizer for Link to the Past? I played a little bit of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I've my I've only beaten it. A oh, few sorry. Times, I was thinking but... Link's Awakening. Sorry. No, I've no, randomizer. The randomizer, the man. Yeah, hmm. it's fun. You should check out a stream sometime. But they uh, there's uh, there's like a whole community for it. But like the it's an LTTP cart uh, that you play on your computer obviously because you're not flying yeah, your super yeah. nintendo but it's a they randomize locations of the crystals the pendants all the items and it's still totally beatable it just you have to go 
in different orders and like there's like there's a there's like maps and stuff that you can use as companion things mm -hmm. so that you know where all the treasure chests are like there's x there's x number of treasure chests each treasure chest contains some item in the game that is is pick upable like you know everything down to like the single arrow which exists yeah. um but if you have not played it and you want a good time i would i would love to do it with you sometimes great that sounds that sounds fun um i've i beat link to the past once so that'll be interesting because that's that's one that I that I'd missed out on, um, and I played I played linked link between worlds was just amazing thinking about that. But like, yeah. I felt like that was a really interesting like being true to the uh, to the material. DNA, yeah, the DNA yeah. of the source material without trying to one up it. It was like, yeah. no, we're gonna go back to how cool this was, and it was wonderful. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's become a thing. There's now like they it it morphed into there became like a Zelda, the original Zelda randomizer. There is a uh, cross randomizer between Link to the Past and Super Metroid, if you believe it. Um, there is uh, all kind. Of, it it sprouted this whole like randomizer community where um, people are making the game beatable using random locations and stuff so it turned into its own little like speedrunning community it's actually going to be uh on gdq if it hasn't happened hmm. already there's a, a race i want to say it's on friday or saturday but that's cool that's cool yeah because like i have a retro pie and i have like my uh my the classics but it yeah. just doesn't i don't know something about playing it on the legit hardware it 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 looks different it feels different um and i love it it's yeah. warm and fuzzy it really is it really is it's not just nostalgia it is actually better Anyways, that's that's all for the gaming news. We can continue to like rant about uh, video games and and how things were great when you shoot the gun, uh, playing duck hunt and trying to shoot that dog. But anyways, I hope you had fun today on the land cave, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. It'll be on Thursday. I promise. Thursday, Thursdays.